Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So tell us a little bit about your sourcing trip that you're doing and this fair that you guys will be attending there and, uh, and what that's all about. Yeah, so um, this is um, a learning, sourcing, and cultural. That's how I define the trip. It's, uh, um, it's, it's, you, you'll get to learn all about sourcing from India. You'll get to source uh, all the products at the trade show. And you'll also be able to experience some of the you know, uh, cultural uh, activities in India. So it's a seven-day and six-night trip. And um, as I mentioned, it's organized around this export-focused fair in India that's called the Indian Handicrafts and Gifts Fair. Um, <clears throat> the fair is held twice a year, every April and October. And so we're, we're going to the fair in October. Um, and the way that the trip is organized is um, before we start attending the fair, we're going to have um, a mini conference. Uh, so this is a one full day of... Um, presentations by India sourcing experts. And we're going to be talking about various aspects of sourcing from India. For example, you know, how to find and vet suppliers, how to manage quality, how to negotiate with suppliers. Um, um, you know, what are the different production hubs? What are the cultural sensitivities that you need to be aware of? Um, how to manage logistics? So it's basically a crash course in sourcing from India. And what I've done is I've got I've brought together a group of coaches who specialize in sourcing from India. So these are, you know, sourcing agents, logistics providers, and, um, you know, other people who actually live in India and work in India um, to, to present all of this information. And then we're going to spend three days at the fair. So it's going to be a guided tour where we're going to, um, you know, teach people how to approach suppliers, how to talk about, um, how to get information from suppliers, what kind of information to extract from them, how to document all of the information that you get from suppliers. And then um, in the afternoons on those days when we're at the show, um, we're also going to have you know, more presentations and then networking and dinners in the evening. And on one of the days, we're also going to be visiting a factory um, in Delhi itself. And then we are also going to go to, um, on one of the days, we will do a day trip to the Taj Mahal, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. <laughs> Yay. I want to go. I want to go to Taj Mahal. <laughs> I'm coming along. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if only I wasn't in China during that time, but um, that's so awesome. That's, I love, Megla, that you guys are that you're doing the, you know, the networking, you're providing the presentation. So that's something that we do in Canton Fair Experience as well. You know, we talk about how to talk to suppliers and the culture of the country because it's not the same as doing business in America, right? Uh, and I think every country is a little bit different. So I love that you're not just having a trip, you're going and you're teaching people about, okay, this is how the culture works in India and how we communicate and what a factory looks like and how, how you should be recording this information and what you should expect. Uh, and then you get to just network and, and have fun. And that's, that's really cool. And you're even visiting the Taj Mahal. That's so exciting. So I'm sorry, yeah. I, I got all excited about that. Please continue. <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, uh, for people who don't know, Taj Mahal is in a city um, called Agra, which is about three hours by road from Delhi. So it's going to be a day trip. We'll leave early in the morning and then we'll be back in the, uh, in the evening. And then we're also going to be doing a cultural program exclusively for our group. So this is an Indian dance show. And, uh, you know, we've booked a ballroom in a hotel and we're going to have these uh, dancers with drums and colorful clothes and all. And people can actually participate and, you know, uh, join in the dance as well. Um, in terms of the coaches, you know, I've got about 10 or 12 coaches. And uh, these are, of course, people from India. They're from uh, Australia um, and uh, from the U.S. as well. So Tim Jordan is joining the trip. He's recently started sourcing from India. So he has some, uh, you know, experiences to share. And um, I've got, um, you know, one of the people from India is actually an American who lives in India and he works for a sourcing company. So he's got a very unique perspective because, you know, he's, he's not local. He's not Indian. He's, he's American living in India. So I think he'll be able to provide a lot of uh, um, valuable information for, for attendees. And then there's another American who also used to live in India, you know, a couple of years ago, and he's got good experience sourcing from India. So, yeah, I think uh, the coaches people will find um, are, you know, a varied, have, have various experiences and, and uh, will bring, you know, different perspectives. There's one seller, Amazon seller from Australia, who's been sourcing from India for about one and a half years now, and she has stopped all her Chinese products and she's, she's, she's very profitable sourcing products from India. So she's one of the coaches as well, and she'll be sharing her experiences. I love that you have all of the coaches along. That's something else that we try to do is like expose you to different types of people and with different experiences. And I think you learn so much more that way, you know, when Correct. you, when you hear from all the different perspectives where you can ask those burning questions that you have from every angle, um, for the person that would be able to speak, um, about it, you know, from their perspective. So that's really awesome. So, um, who is your ideal um, trip participant? Like who should come on this trip with you to India? Anybody who is looking to differentiate um, the products that they're already selling on Amazon, or if they're just starting out and they want to source, um, you know, differentiate products, they don't want to go with, um, uh, you know, uh, China made products, or they don't want to, um, you know, uh, do the regular like silicon spatula and electronics products. If they want to, um, yeah, try something different. I think it doesn't matter if you're new or experienced. Um, of the people who've already signed up, I do have some sellers who are totally new and they are just joining the trip to, um, you know, accelerate their learning and, and, their, and their start. So, if you're new and you have the capital to invest, then I think sourcing trips, whether to India or China, are a really good investment. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 for anybody who wants to learn and you know uh, get a crash course in sourcing from India and who wants to try to differentiate their products and um, you know just try something new. Well, and I'm definitely interested in going in the future as well. Uh, you know. It's, it's a really cool opportunity. I think anytime you go and you source in person, it really changes your whole perspective. It changes your whole world because suddenly 
you're there and you can touch the products and you can talk directly with the supplier. And what used to take months of back and forth and kind of confusion and, you know, samples and everything you can do right there, you know, and, and it's so cool to be able to do that and develop those relationships. You know, relationships are so important, especially, you know, we, on our China trip, encourage people to develop unique products. And we talk to the, you know, cause we don't, we agree. We don't want the silicone spatulas. Right. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, silicone spatulas are pretty cool, but they're a little saturated. So, <laughs> so let's not do that. Right. But, but it's, it's all about, you know, those relationships. So can we talk a little bit about the, um, about the culture in India? Like how do, how do business relationships work in India? So I think culturally, India and China are very similar. <laughs> um, so relationships are really very important in India as well, just as they are in China. So if you build trust and if you build a relationship with your supplier, you in the long term, you may get better pricing, better terms, uh, priority treatment in terms of, you know, your order processing. Um, you may also be the first to get um, information about new products that the supplier has launched, for example, uh, they will be quicker to respond to you. I think that's something that I've seen, you know, new sellers contacting India suppliers online and they typically don't respond. Whereas if you've met them in person at a trade show and then you're writing them any email after the show, they are, you know, faster to respond to your, um, to your email. Um, and I think, you know, just like in China, you've got to work with your supplier as a partner. So, you know, don't, for example, don't um, negotiate excessively for low prices, you know, work with them to, to manage the product, product cost and production costs if the pricing is not working out for you. Um, you know, visit their factory, um, visit them at a trade show, wish them, you know, on festivals or on their birthdays or whatever. I think, you know, building that connection is really important and also a lot of the businesses in India are actually family run so you'll be um, you know in many cases you'll be talking to the owners or um, yeah I mean the owners of, of the company so yeah you can you know build a rapport and a relationship I think that's going to be really important also hierarchy is important when you're sourcing from India in, in Indian culture so as an example you know I mean decisions are usually made by the bosses or, you know, people at the highest level or the owners and also, I think Stephen mentioned this in the webinar that we did, uh, you know, recently for Global Sources Summit. And he said that um, king, the king speaks to the king. I think that's kings a phrase. Talk that he, kings that's kings right. talk to kings. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's the same in India as well. Uh, once you start you talking to the say like, oh, I have to, I'm just a, I'm just a petty, you know, I, 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 I just work for the company. I have to talk to my boss. You don't want to do that. You're dealing with the factory owner there and you're going to have a lot more pull when you are the owner of that company and you present yourself that way. Right. Exactly. Yes, totally. Totally. Um, so also, you know, things like face-to-face -face introductions are actually done according to either age or according to rank. So if you're meeting a group of people, then, you know, the, the boss of the company or whoever is the most senior person 
you know, will be introduced first and you talk to them first and then the others will be introduced. Um, so more also of the- an old fashioned culture where you're, yeah, you know, yeah. you're respecting your elders and, and they get the most respect in, in the room. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Also the concept of losing face, you know, that's, um, there is that concept in India as well. I mean, it's maybe not that prevalent, but it is a concept. So you've got to be aware of that when you're sourcing from India too. I mean, it's exactly the same as, you know, when you're sourcing from China, you don't want to, um, you know, degrade anybody or, or, uh, you know, talk anybody down publicly so you've got to be a bit aware of that you know just be respectful especially to people who are senior and be respectful to them in front of their subordinates um, as an example so I think that's another thing another thing I think that's very similar is that Indian suppliers don't like to say no sometimes <laughs> I think that's an issue with China as well that, yeah so, uh, <laughs> yes right? doesn't always mean yes sometimes yes <laughs> means like uh, yeah, I understand what you said, but it doesn't, it doesn't always mean, yes, we can do that. They're just saying, yes, I understand. Right. And so sometimes that can get lost in translation and people say, yeah, but they said yes. <laughs> and it's not always completely accurate. Right. So that's really Correct. interesting. Now, what if you want to make, you know, are, are you guys going to cover like making some unique products in with Indian suppliers? Because I know that that's something that, that we teach is, you know, how to make unique products. There's certain questions that you need to ask and there's certain expectations you need to have with the supplier. Um, so in India, is it easy to make something with your own design with most things being handcrafted or, um, are, and are you covering that on your sourcing trip? So if somebody wants to make a, you know, a unique, a pillowcase or a unique um, homeware or something like that. Um, how easy is that to do in India? And, um, and will you be covering some of those processes? Yeah, so I think it's easy. It's easy to do in India as well. Just, I mean, the process would be the same as it is in China. Right. Um, I, I think that suppliers in India are more flexible in terms of, you know, the modifications that they can do. Um, also because the products are handmade, there is more flexibility, you know, they can change materials or they can change the production process to accommodate your specific requirements. Whereas in China, that might not always be possible because they've already got the machines and production process in place. So for some products, you know, maybe certain modifications might not be possible, but for handcrafted products and especially things like, you know, home furnishings or, you know, leather wallets or, or, you know, other products that are that involve a lot of manual work. Um, yeah, developing your own designs is definitely encouraged. We want you to do that because that's the way that you can really, you know, differentiate your products. And there are huge opportunities in, in India, I think, of being creative um, that have not been tapped yet. So, for example, I was telling you there are a lot of different uh, types of fabrics, local indigenous styles of fabric that, um, you know, can be used in a variety of different product categories that are already competitive that, um, and those, you know, fabrics can, for example, um, differentiate your products from other products that are available on the market. So um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to differentiate in competitive niches. That's one opportunity. So yes, we will be talking about this um, at the fair uh, during the trip as well. And uh, in fact, we're going to encourage people to, 
um, you know, develop their own designs and, and talk to factories about how to modify products. And I think people are already doing that to some extent, you know, in the Facebook group, there are people who are uh, working with agents and trying to find uh, suppliers for products that they're for categories that they're interested in. And, um, you know, they're, they're requesting their own designs or their own modifications. So, yeah. Well, that is really cool. I would say the only thing that I would worry about with everything being handmade would be Mm -hmm. quality. So what about quality assurance and inspections? Um, Would you need to inspect at a higher level than with automated processes? Is that something people should consider? Yes. So that's something that people should consider for sure, because um, handcrafted products, they, um, they can vary, you know, they're not exactly consistent if, um, you know, for compared to a product coming out from, you know, a machine. So, and this is something that, you know, when you're selling these products online, you've got to set expectations. So in fact, I've seen listings uh, of products made in India where it's clearly stated that, hey, this is a handcrafted product and uh, expect variation. So the product might not be exactly uh, the same as, you know, the image. So one thing is that, you know, set expectations when you are selling these products. Um, and then, yeah, quality control, you know, just like uh, quality control is done in China, it's, it's almost the same in India. You'll find that a lot of the sourcing agents do the quality control themselves. So um, you would, you know, send a, a, a golden sample to the supplier or the sourcing agents, just like you do in in China. And in India, for some reason, they make you sign on the sample. So I don't know. I I don't know if they do that in China or not, but... (laughs) I think sometimes they want it in writing that you approved it, right? So, well, that's awesome, Megla. I think uh, you've provided so much information about, you know, sourcing from, from India and you've also really been um, transparent about the good, you know, the, the considerations that people need to have. Um, I I think just the reality of sourcing from India and, uh, and who this might be a really cool trip and opportunity for. So can we cover how people sign up for this? I know we have a special deal for our uh, podcast listeners. If they mention the Seller Roundtable podcast, they get $200 off your trip. So I'm excited to share about that. So please, now it's shameless plug time, Megla. Tell <laughs> us how they sign up. Tell us about your Facebook group and, um, and tell everybody who's really wanting to just get out there and get on the Indian venture and, and, um, and be able to source from there how they do that. Yeah, so I've got a website set up at um, indiasourcingtrip.com. So head over there. There's um, you know a lot of information about the trip, all the coaches. I've in fact got got the detailed itinerary over there. You know by day, and I've got the times and everything. So you'll get all the information that you need about the trip um, on the website. It's indiasourcingtrip.com. And um, there is a, a, a join button over there on, on the website. So you know, if you're interested, just click on that button and fill in the form. Um, that will send an email to me and then I will reach out to, um, to you. And you know, we can either set up a call to discuss if you have any specific questions or I can help you sign up for the trip. And uh, yeah, there's a special discount for all podcast listeners. So if you mention Seller Roundtable, uh, when you reach out to me, then we'll give you the special discount. 
And we're also running an early bird pricing. So if you sign up before July 31st, you can save um, $500. And um, the hotel cost is included in the price you pay. So I think, you know, some of the some of the other trips, they don't include the hotel cost. And it's, I think, very cumbersome to let attendees book their own hotels. I mean, there are pros and cons of both. But I thought, you know, including the hotel cost is just easier and more convenient for attendees. So I'll do the, I'm going to do the hotel bookings and everything for everybody. So if they want to share a room, they can save an additional $500 um, on the price that they pay. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I just checked out your website, uh, indiasourcingtrip.com and it has all of your coach. I know some of your coaches, they're incredible. <laughs> I'm excited about that. A uh, very cool group of, of people that you've put together. Um, so we can't thank you enough, Michael. You've just educated us today as you always do. And, um, and I'm excited. I want to, I definitely want to check out India in the future and and maybe we can convince Andy to come too one day. What do you think, Andy? Uh, when, the, when the kids get older, absolutely. I'd love to. <clears throat> that being said, Megla, I want to I wanna ask you a, a couple of things. Um, if sure. somebody's not quite ready to do the trip yet, um, what, how do they go? But like, what's their next step to get, uh, you know, to start getting into the Indian market? I know that like Amy and I uh, teach this uh, kind of like sourcing small on uh, AliExpress and Alibaba. There's not really that type of setup where it's, you know, really easy and, sm and smooth, like you kind of talked about, you know, how to get in touch, um, you know, with manufacturers and suppliers and things like that. Um, any tips on like, you know, reaching out to, to these suppliers, um, you know, forms of communication, maybe in India, like Skype, you know, like things like that. Um, sampling, like, you know, are, are people, you know, do, would they get it over DHL? Like those kinds of things uh, would be awesome. I'd love to hear uh, any tips you have on that. Yeah. So, um, if you want to start sourcing from India, I think one of the things that you want to consider, first of all, is identify the product category that you want to source. So if you're already manufacturing something in China, for example, and it's hit by tariffs, I mean, that's one reason to uh, maybe consider sourcing that product from India. So, um, and, and there have been people that I know recently who've moved some of their production from India to China because of tariffs, and they're finding that it's more competitively priced. Um, you know, for certain categories. I think that's the first thing that you want to do. Find out if your product category is manufactured in India and if it is more competitive uh, in India than China. Because you don't want to source a product that is not competitive in India or if there are not a lot of suppliers for that product. Um, and one of the ways to do that is, um, you know, I've got this India sourcing uh, Facebook group where um, there are a lot of coaches and um you know, other people who are experienced in, in, in India sourcing. So if you have a question about whether or not a product is manufactured, you can post it there. Um, I've also written a book on India sourcing. So it's available at indiasourcingtrip.com forward slash ebook. And I've listed all of the product categories that India is strong in. Um, and, um, you know, other than that, you can just go and search on the supplier directories like Alibaba, Global Sources, India Mart, and just get a feel of whether or not that there are suppliers of that product from India. Um, another thing you can do is contact a sourcing agent to try and find products um, and also to get prices. So again, in the sourcing, in the Facebook group that I have, there are a few vetted sourcing agents in case someone's interested, they can reach out to those agents. 
Um, and you know, these are agents that cater to e-commerce sellers because a lot of the agents don't want to do very small orders and a lot of the e-commerce sellers, they want to start small. Um, so I've got this group of, uh, you know, sourcing agents that I've talked to them, um, you know, in advance and they understand that e-commerce sellers have different needs. Um, so that's another thing that you could do. And, um, yeah, in terms of communication, so, you know, you'd, you'd reach out to suppliers via email first. That's the first thing. And um, um, WhatsApp is another form of communication that you would use. WeChat is not very uh, commonly used, but WhatsApp is commonly used. So in India, what they would generally do is, you know, maybe you have a discussion on WhatsApp about, you know, your price or product or whatever. And then there's a follow-up email that uh, you know formalizes things and they say oh as per our discussion on whatsapp here 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 is what we discussed you know things like that so yeah email and whatsapp those are the two things and then another thing i would say is just pick up the phone like sometimes you know suppliers are not responsive especially if you're dealing with them online and if you're a new buyer they are um um they they screen buyers a lot i think more than Chinese suppliers and sometimes they can be slower to respond. So if you think that a supplier is right for you and you're very interested in the products that they offer, try to find out their phone number and just call them. And I think you'll see that, um, you know, they're, they're more responsive and they, they know that you're a serious buyer because you've, you know, taken the effort to, to call them and, and that will make a difference as well. Yeah, that was a good point you made earlier too about, you know, uh, English being the second, uh, you know, most prevalent language in India. That's a huge, I mean, when you think about it, you know, if you could call, uh, you know, we were talking about China earlier, if you could call somebody in China, you know, manufactured China over the phone and, you know, and, and be able to communicate with them, that would be a game changer. So when you're going to India, that's, you know, that's a huge, uh, huge benefit in the fact that, you know, <laughs> there's not that huge language barrier or, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of times when we're talking to um, our sourcing agent in China, like, even though she speaks fairly, you know, English fairly well, there's sometimes where we have to like go back and be like, no, this is what we meant. Like, I re at one point, I remember saying like, hey, you know, I'm really looking for, you know, quality is, is, you know, the most important thing but you know, we're, we're trying to keep it within this price range. And then she was like, well, which one's more important? And I said, well, quality. And she goes, you know, it's just, it's, it was just kind of a funny exchange. But um, the fact that you can get on the phone, I think is, is, is a huge benefit. Right. And then of course, um, you know, the accents may be different <laughs> because in India um, there are different languages. And so the accents will vary a lot from region to region. So you won't have everybody speaking the same accent and that might be an issue as well. And of course, everyone has different, uh, uh, you know, um, levels, language levels are different. But what's important is that you, in most cases, you'll be able to also talk to people, um, you know, on the assembly lines, like the actual people who are, you know, manufacturing the product, like the engineers or, you know, the actual R&D staff, for example, or people who are helping develop your products. I think in China, it, you know, in most cases, the people who are actually doing the production uh, don't speak English and, you know, that can be a challenge as well because you have to communicate um, via your, uh, you know, via the salesperson in most cases. And, and also in China, the, the factory boss in many times, uh, in many cases, doesn't speak English, right? I mean, the owners of the factories, they typically don't speak English, whereas in India, that's not the case. 
I know that I would be remiss if I didn't speak up here. I, honestly, I've never dealt with a Chinese supplier where I haven't been able to speak to the operations manager at a factory where they haven't spoken English. And I've okay. never had a problem getting on a WeChat call and having the factory owner speak English. So that, I, I think it's great that there are suppliers in India that speak English, but you're right about the supply, the, the actual like people who are working the line in most cases, they're not going to speak English, right, in China. But dealing with factory owners, I mean, we don't, we don't take translators with us on our China sourcing yeah. trip. I mean, we, we take people on factory tours. We've never had a problem with English being spoken fluently. And, and now it's, it's not always like perfect English, right? There are sometimes some language barriers and communication barriers. So maybe um, that is better in India. But I just, I want to say that generally in China, I haven't had a problem with that. So Correct, um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, China is the world's factory and, you know, like millions of buyers are sourcing from there. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a challenge as such, but it just can be smoother, a bit smoother in India. I mean, that's... You yeah, know, I, I can see like different. how it, the smaller factories where you'd be able to speak to the people actually making your product along the way, all of them, not just people, you know, where in China, you really only have like the factory owner and the sales staff and, you know, those folks that speak good English, right? But, uh, but it's pretty cool to think in India that you, we would have a whole staff that would speak English pretty well. So that's, that's, that is an advantage, I think, on that side of things. But I just wanted to, <laughs> to say that there are people in, in China that speak, that speak good English as well. Oh, yes, yes, so. yes. They do. That definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, any other questions uh, before we let Megla go? Uh, please post them in the chat. Um, and we will try to cover them. Um, <laughs> normally, I stay after and, and try to answer questions about what we did during the uh, during the session, but uh, this one will be above my over my head, so you'll probably have to go to the sourcing from India group and uh, and join and, and tag uh, Megla there if you have any follow up questions. If you're not yeah, let's talk about that really quick, Megla. You mentioned your website, but you didn't mention your Facebook group. Um, and I've seen I've been in your your sourcing from India Facebook group, and there's some really great content in there of people to just discussing various products that can be sourced and what's going on in India. Um, so can you tell us about your Facebook group? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the Facebook group, first of all, it's grown very fast. I was, I was surprised myself. So we have about 1200, um, you know, group members now. So I think, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, members are just coming organically. So maybe people are just searching for sourcing from India, or I don't know how people are actually finding the group. But um, what I've tried to do is, um, you know, the first thing that I've done is I've got a lot of uh, vetted service providers in the group. Because I realized that that's a big barrier for people who want to source from India. They don't know where to look for suppliers. They don't know who to reach out for logistics or, you know, things like inspections. So I've actually talked to, you know, tens of different service providers over the last few months. And then I've uh, shortlisted these few service providers and they're, they're coaches on the trip and they're also uh, providing services in the group. And, you know, I don't have any affiliate commission or anything from them. I mean, just to be very clear, um, this is just a service that I'm, I'm, I'm um, you know, offering to e-commerce sellers. Um, and so if you're looking for a sourcing agent or a logistics company or, or an inspections company, you can find those uh, companies in the group. 
And then I'm also sharing a lot of information because I realized that, again, there's not a lot of information available online and people don't know where to start. And if they don't know about what's available in India and what the possibilities are, they're not going to come on a trip with me. <laughs> right. So that's why I started with educating people. And that's the reason uh, I also wrote the book about sourcing from India and it's all content. There's no promotion or anything in the book, maybe just one page about, uh, you know, the India sourcing trip, but otherwise the book is, it, it, it talks about all the different aspects, um, you know, about how to find suppliers, what product categories, QC, logistics. So Where I spent a lot of time. Book? I know. Um, I, I think you posted it in your group, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's in the group, but you can go to indiasourcingtrip.com forward slash ebook. That's the URL for the book. Um, and it's free. You just need to type in your email address and then I will start spamming you. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megla. We all learned so much. And I think there are, you know, people out there who are really curious about India. I know I was doing some keyword research the other day and sourcing from India, that keyword phrase has been really trending lately. So uh, I know there are a lot of people interested in this. So we're so excited to be able to offer our listeners um, a chance to visit India with someone as experienced as yourself and your team and, um, and help them to learn all about the possibilities and potentials of sourcing from India. So thank you again so much for being here with us. You're welcome. It was great to be here. I just see one question from Wendy. She's asking uh, for the URL of the book. So Wendy, it's indiasourcingtrip.com forward slash ebook. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks again, Megla. And uh, thank you guys all for joining us live as usual. And uh, as, as I like to beg at the end, uh, if you guys can uh, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, we really appreciate it. We've been growing like crazy. Um, I always like to, I, I'm just like my Amazon uh, profits, you know, daily I go to Chartable and, and look where we are on the, uh, on the podcast ranks. And uh, we, we've been doing really well. Uh, beating some of the bigger podcasts that have been out for years and years and years. So we really, really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, uh, subscribing and listening and, and uh, sharing this with, you know, friends or people who are wanting to get into Amazon. We really, really appreciate that, guys. And of course, to everybody who shows up with us live, uh, you know who you are. All our regulars, thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.